welcome shruti welcome to everything falls in place and i'm so happy that we are finally doing this two months of you know going back and forth on this and finally we get to record this yeah absolutely i remember the debacle that happened with my phone and we lost the recording but yeah i'm really happy that we are doing it again and trying to bring out the conversation to everyone so i'll just straight away dive into the questions that i have for you firstly you started your journey as a mechanical engineer then you moved to your upsc preparation studied a lot of sociology and then you moved to freelance data science and consulting so uh, what exactly is your true identity like which one out of the three is the real shruti or is there something else to your identity that we are not aware of uh, so yeah it's a very good question that you asked and and i have been uh, brainstorming a lot around this idea that uh, usually we try and limit ourselves just to our professional identity but the truth is that in the whole pie of your identity your professional identity is just a part of it you are more than that you are a person of your experiences you are a person of your stories and i think people need to bring out that aspect of their identity as well so so uh, when when i came here to the us i i started recognizing more more of myself as an indian reason being living in india i never thought that it's my identity everyone around me was an indian right here i i got another dimension to my personality which kind of started coming out more frequently even while introducing to someone by default we are we just uh, tell our name the college that we are studying in or the place that we work and and furthermore we'll just discuss about what we have done professionally but i think uh, that introduction should also include who you are as a person what are the experiences you've had what are your choices apart from your work so i think that's your wholesome identity now uh, what i know is that you come from chitrakoot which is a very small place so i want to understand how is the environment for female education there and were the people around you supportive of whatever you wanted to do in life so i i grew up partially in chitrakoot and partially in allahabad but in allahabad the place where we used to live was pretty small so over there i feel like the the environment over there was not that conducive for uh, girls to step out and 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 do things right uh, so if you compare it with the kind of exposure that usually boys have which is they have a lot of social capital they have a lot of friends around them they have more access to information even if you generally compare it to girls they were devoid of that right and it kind of again manifest in the form of opportunities that girls get coming from these areas of course internet has been a very leveling factor in this but still the mentality that exists uh, in people in small areas is that um, let's just get the schooling done and enroll them in college and start looking for a groom uh, but you you are more than that if, if you're listening this and if if you are concerned that everyone around me is trying to get me married or or not helping me pursue my career you have to stand up for yourself the thing which worked out in my favor was that my father is in education he's he's a, a professor so he always believed that he wanted to educate me and and it's also that people in my region girls have to prove themselves a lot more than boys just so that they can continue their education which again adds a lot of burden to the performance and how they are working out 
now the reason why i asked this question was that you have made a lot of unconventional choices in life you chose to be a freelance data science consultant which personally i have also heard for the very first time why freelance i mean why can't you just go for a 9 to 5 job like everyone else so actually it started uh with uh something that i i was not able to uh get into a permanent job which was because after i left upsc preparations i did not have that much of opportunities and i had to prepare myself to get a job and by the time i was prepared covid happened and i couldn't land a permanent job it start the freelancing work it started as something the only option that i had but later on i started enjoying it so much that i never thought of going back to a 9 to 5 job although i i had offers so uh, and and then gradually as i spent more time i i established a brand of my own then i started getting a lot of inquiries for projects and there there came a stage wherein i felt that uh this is equally good as as a 9 to 5 job and and it gives me a chance to take ownership of things which which i really like and and it gave me a setting of working independently which is again something which i prefer now that you have brought in upsc here i let's just talk about it yeah so uh coming back to uh, those years so that was in 2017 that was my final year and around the starting of the year i i started preparing for upsc very in in a great vigor and uh, as every other aspirant i had full hopes high hopes that i will be able to clear in the first attempt itself but life had another plans i did not clear it and then i tried for the second attempt so from between the first and second attempt i i took a drop i was i was in delhi and i was taking some part time gigs but not working that much because i was focusing on upsc that period was full of learnings i mean i explored so many disciplines i was studying sociology for the first time and uh, then i i got gradually into the habit of sitting with myself studying self study basically so that was the first time when i learned how to make myself learn but um around december 2018 uh the the thing started kicking in so i couldn't clear my mains 2018 and like i missed it by few marks but that that doesn't matter because until and unless you don't make it to the final list you're not there so after that i started having some periods of frustration that uh okay i am investing so much what am i getting right so those were the things which gradually started coming to my mind then came the tipping point which was june 2019 where i couldn't even clear the prelims and that was like a wake up call for me that uh so the only thought which ran across my mind continuously was that uh, i am giving so much to this preparation i am studying day in day out leaving things behind what if i had invested so much in something else maybe i would have reached another heights and once this thought made home i couldn't go back and and then for people who find it really hard to exit i can totally understand because after june 2019 for 6 to 8 months i had to continuously battle inside me that should i leave preparations or should i not because it, what happens is that after preparing so much you feel like bas thoda sa aur 
just just a little more effort and maybe you'll make it but that may be and and we already are aware of how tough you to clear upsc is right so that may be and then your optimism that you might be able to clear it 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 just kind of sets an internal battle inside you so uh, that was really hard to come about and and then i again i as you said i see a lot of people who have been 2 3 4 years into preparation they find it really hard to exit and and i can completely resonate with that thought but i had to come out of that shell so did you do take any particular step or did you have any method to uh, you know take get out of this upsc thing or move on without letting this sunk cost pull you back i wouldn't say it was easy it it was really difficult because um after coming so i took the decision that yes i'm quitting preparations now now came another set of challenges so as you said that you know i there were there were a lot of things that would have gone inside me and and what was my method to get out of that so i'll, I'll just be re- really honest i had no clue at that point of time so fast forward today i can tell you a lot of things but it was really difficult for me to figure out anything at that point of time all i had were a lot of insecurities so i i had like a bag full of insecurities about the things that i did and i was trying to do i came from mechanical i prepared for upsc now i want to switch to data science even before data science i wasn't sure where i want to go because although i had studied data science a bit during my undergrad and then did a bit of part time job i wasn't sure that whether this is this this is going to be my full time career i didn't want to go back to mechanical so you can understand the kind of situation i was in that i couldn't go back i couldn't move forward i was just stuck so but then i gradually taking one day at a time i i decided that no i want to go ahead and and pursue data science so i started reading bit by bit and my mind used to go back to those times so when i used to read mathematics or linear algebra for that matter it used to pull me back because i had been studying humanities for a while so my mind just completely used to reject that oh i will not study linear algebra let take me back to sociology and this kept on happening for months but no matter how much i struggled i i wanted to persevere and 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 i continued with it and uh, i got lucky i would say that i started getting freelancing opportunities as soon as i started uh, studying for data science so reason being that i had been writing for for a very long period of time ever, ever since i was in undergrad so at first i started getting some writing opportunities in data science and and i picked them up because i thought that it's going to bring me closer to data science so for people who are struggling right now changing their careers i would say do everything possible to stay close to what you want to do and and i think that is the biggest thing that can act like an anchor to your ship which which you might not have any idea where to cruise so 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 try to stay as close as possible and then when i started getting feel more freelancing opportunities i started gaining that confidence that yes maybe this is something that i can do when you started out as a freelancer you obviously did not have an established clientele which you can go out to and it's not a stable 9 to 5 job where you get work and you are assured of a salary so how tough was to get your first client and what was going through your mind before you got your first client 
Uh, yeah, so that's a very good question that you asked. Reason being that when people see I'm a freelancer, this is the question that they asked. This is the first question that they asked. So getting my first client, client was actually by chance. I did not actively look out for it. I had just put up my profile on Nokri and, and I got two calls back to back that uh, they want to work with me. One was for content creation and the other was for, for again, for content creation, but with like somewhat uh, more of data science work. So I, I did not actively look out for them, but I got these clients. First one, I concluded the project. Second one uh, continued to be a longer engagement, uh, but I realized that I wasn't getting paid a lot that could actually give me like a good life, right? So I, I started, uh, I started looking out for other opportunities that I could cash in to get freelancing projects. So this was the stage where it became difficult because I didn't know where my next client would come from. How would I get a stable income? So being a freelancer, one of the cons of it is that you don't have a stable income. So you have to be very good with your finances that whenever your cash flows in, you try to reserve everything and, and you always work on estimates. So for people in nine to five, it's it's fixed. But but in freelancing, you keep on updating your balance sheet every day because you never know what's gonna happen. But yeah, I think with with time and with experience, we we learn it. I want to go back to the phase where you were not able to clear UPSC. You described it as a point where you could not go back. You were not able to move forward. And your mind was constantly rejecting mathematical concepts and you wanted to go back to sociology and humanities. So at that point, did you ever think that you would reach a point where you would have such a successful community at your back, so many clients willing to work with you, and you would be pursuing a master's degree from one of the top universities in the world? I had no idea, like literally. So, <laughs> so for me, the biggest achievement at that point of time was to like get get a job that would just pay off my bills. That that was the only thing that went around in my head, because after continuous failures, beat UPSC or beat anything, even if you have personal setbacks or or any of the professional uh, challenges that you face, it's very natural to become underconfident in your abilities, and and that exactly what what happened with me so i i was pretty damn underconfident and so i i literally picked up my first project for 5000 a month and and i have no shame in saying that because i felt like th that that was like a good thing for me and and i think that's what people who start out think but uh, again, there's a message in, in this that I want to say that uh, I know that you, you might be bogged down by the setbacks that you might have had, but yeah, dream, dream a bit bigger than you think you are capable of. So I didn't do that. And, but gradually I learned and I self-corrected and I started uh, looking for clients who were offering me more pay. And then I, I also st started rethinking about my career. At first, I, I shunned the idea that any good university would take me. I, I never thought that I would reach here, honestly. And, uh, but, but then, and, and this was happening because I was just focusing on my weaknesses. I never had a look at my strengths that, uh, okay, these are the things that I can offer any organization, any client or any university. I was just very, very myopic on my weaknesses and weaknesses being that I lost a bit of time doing something else, which might not be relevant to them. But 
I came out of that mentality and I started focusing on my strengths and I started being myself. So earlier I used to think that uh, I will hide this information. I will hide that. But gradually I realized that as I started speaking the truth, it, it kind of empowered me to be myself. And, and that was the phase wherein I, I started dreaming again. I started thinking that maybe I can wish for better things. What is your driving force? What has kept you going on for so long? I, I have been a very ambitious person. So I, I want, always wanted to do something better. And, and, and a, the biggest fear that I have had in my mind was that I don't want to be mediocre. So for me, mediocrity means that you're just living for yourself and you have certain set goals, which again is not bad. Reason being, everyone has their own personal preference. So, but for me, it was that I, I wanted to go out. I wanted to create something. I want to uh, build something sustainable. I, I Basically, it was about touching as many lives as I can. So this has been my driving force all the way. And, and I have been repetitively thinking about it. And, and in, in the last conversation, I think, I think we had a bit of disagreement on this. And, and I would just like to clarify that uh, everybody's choice to live their lives is their individual choice. And, and I'm no one to absolutely to say anything about it. It's just my way of living, which I think I want to, uh, I want to moving ahead, I want to touch as many lives, lives as I can. Uh, when you say this, that you want to touch as many lives as you can, this takes me back to one of the comments that you made on my post where I was talking about this fact that I started this podcast as a passion and I'm even when I'm doing something out of my passion, I'm chasing vanity metrics like views and likes and maybe followers. But then you commented that uh, if I focus on the marketing of my podcast and I'm able to get a lot more listeners, I'm able to create impact on as many lives as the people who are listening to it. So thank you for that comment. And while we come towards the end of this conversation, I want you to give me a few takeaways that every listener should have from your life. Uh, yeah, so I think recently on my birthday, I shared some of the learnings uh, from my life till now. Uh, to summarize, I, I wouldn't go with everything that I said. So there would be three things that probably I would like to tell. Uh, one is about being compassionate and it's just not being compassionate to everyone else. It's also about being compassionate to yourself. So sometimes it, it just happens that we are kind to everything else in the world, but not with ourselves. So this is one very big lesson that I have learned that if you're not kind to yourself, you are not, you're not doing anything uh, because ultimately you have to, uh, you have to basically stay with yourself for the most part of the day or, or, or your life. So the biggest uh, value that you can profess in your life would be just be kind that that is one thing and uh, second thing that again I would like to say that uh, explore your identity explore what you like and and go out there the world is really huge go and experiment don't limit yourself that uh, this might work out this might not work out if it doesn't work out just be happy about it that you you get to learn so much so that's that's the second thing that I would like to say and, and uh, third thing that I think, uh, which my life has taught me uh, the wrong way, <laughs> I would say, is that uh, sometimes you just have to take a break and, and just 
be with yourself just take it easy sometimes we just push ourselves a lot in in a pursuit of a great career or getting into a good university or or making this amount of money but in in that process we just sometimes start losing ourselves so take a break even when you're not being hyper productive just spend time with yourself just do nothing basically there couldn't have been a better end to this conversation so thanks for coming to the podcast shruti and it was really nice talking to you for the listeners if you are someone who wants to make a career in data science you should definitely check out shruti's profile and also her community data vader uh, and for the listeners the next episode would be out next week and thanks for listening keep listening and bye